Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. All right, everybody, and welcome to the show. Uh, for all you all you new listeners, or if you're listening on the other feed, uh, my name is Kyle. I'm the host of the Big Dumb Podcast, and um, oh, excuse me, I don't know what that was. Some phlegm, I guess. And uh, for all my listeners out there, uh, please welcome Shane Jones, uh, host of the new upcoming show, Increase into Our Reality. Did I say that right? Inquiries of our reality. Close, our reality. very close. I'm sorry, dude. I, I should have written it down. Uh, I couldn't even spell your name right when, when I said <laughs> it. So uh, my apologies, dude. But uh, everybody, uh, I'm sure a lot of our audiences cross over. There's a lot of overlap there. Uh, I mean, I've been seeing you in the in the Telegram channels and the discords and on socials and stuff. So, uh, well, dude, welcome. I mean, tell me about your show, man. I'm super excited. Uh, every time there's a new podcaster who's not like a douchebag, I'm like, yes, dude, let's talk. Like, let's make some... Because the community is growing, you know what I mean? And if we just, uh, you know, l- not, not that I, I want everybody to join, but when a cool person like yourself joins, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's going to be good. So tell me about your show, man. That's an awesome compliment, man. I'm really happy that everybody seems to uh, be into me being in the community. Well, dude, yeah, you're, uh, you know, you, you've you've been a, a, a follower. I mean, I know you you are, like I said, I've seen you around. And um, yeah, I, w- I mean, I was the same way. I was just like, I loved all this stuff. I wasn't like, in, I didn't know about all these other podcasts that I'm now like friends with, you know, I was just knew the few that I listened to. And uh, I was like, fuck it, dude, I want to start a show. Like, I don't have anybody else to talk about this with. And it's been really great just to kind of uh, become a part of a community where I don't feel so crazy, you know, like I, I can't talk to my certain friends or my fiance about certain things. So it's just like, I got to, this is my outlet. You know what I mean? And if I don't talk to you guys and people like you, I'll, I'll go crazy. So tell me about your show, man, man, no different for me, to be honest with you. That's kind of why I started my show increase of our realities. Cause you know, I got so many, so many fucking questions, but nobody ever wants to answer them because you can't talk about this shit in normal society. So here comes the birth of inquiries of our reality. Just trying to figure out what's going on with this shit. One question at a time, man. Well, dude, that's uh. I mean, like you said, you're, it's almost, there's like a formula. It's, it's like a, you know, you can kind of relate it to like Neo in the matrix. Like he kind of notices some things are like, uh, not right. And he keeps like having these weird synchronicities. And then it takes him like meeting someone else who is out of the matrix to really like kind of give him a, a nudge in the right direction for him to actually pull himself out. And I feel like that's kind of what you and I kind of are doing with our shows. Like I, I, something hasn't felt right 
for a really long time. You know what I mean? For at least the last five, 10 years, something's just felt off. And like, you know what I mean? I'm like, this can't be all that it is. Or someone's lying here somewhere. You know what I mean? Somewhere in this uh, realm. And and it took, it's a slow process. And then once you get there, you kind of need some people uh, who have already gone through that to kind of just like, much like uh, getting off drugs, right? Or uh, AA or whatever it is like, you need a, a sponsor or someone to, to kind of help you out. And it's great when there's a community of people who can uh, kind of walk you through it. And uh, well, not even that, but just be there for you. Like if you have questions or even just like, hey, man, I need to talk some shit out, uh, whether it's something personal, like your your drug problem or whatever it might be. Or, hey, the nature of, re- of our reality is not what I've been told. And I'm kind of freaking out. I have some questions about it. And so. That doing this is just like a, a platform for that. And it's great because you're going to, your show is going to wake up some other people who listen and they're going to be like, well, shit, I, I kind of wonder this. And then they're going to start a show and then they're, it's just going to, uh, it's a cycle. And the more we do that, cause I'm not in this for the money. Yeah. The money would be nice. Right. I'd love to make some money on the show, but it's I do it because doing uh, it full time. Yeah, exactly. time to research. That's, exactly. That's the only reason, like if I could do this full time, fuck yeah i would but of course you need some money for that and i'm not there yet which is fine uh because i like my job for the most part and and things like that but um yeah man it's uh it's it's a journey for sure and and i think it's important that we keep keep doing it so uh how long of how far along is your show what are your plans i know i I couldn't answer these questions when (laughs) i first started so just give me what you got man (laughs) well going back on something you said you want to talk about getting red pilled you feel like you're red pilled and then you start a podcast and it just opens up this whole bigger community that you didn't even realize existed. It's like you get to know the news before anybody else knows the news because everybody finds this shit out from podcasters like us. So it's like just becoming a podcaster, you get to be in the know and it's great. <laughs> yeah, dude, you get, you get in all the uh, the back channels, dude. You should see some of the group chats I'm in. It's just like I can't even keep up. Like, yeah, Telegram's cool. But once you get like a few guys together, like a few other podcasters and then they all start talking and you're like, I can't even, I can barely keep up with, with five people throwing me shit. It's, but it's fun. It's really cool because you do kind of, and, and I'll look, a big part of what we do is just recognizing patterns, right? It's not necessarily that we're, you know, connecting dots, you know, like on a, on a poster board, like, you know, with the, like that meme from it's always sunny, like Charlie with yeah, Charlie going crazy. <laughs> And it's like, it's like, it's not like that necessarily, but after a while, and that's just something I've always felt like I've been good at is recognizing patterns and things. Right. So that's really all we do is we just recognize patterns. Okay. So it's like, okay, you were lied to about this, right? Let's give an example. Uh, 9-11, right? You were that was probably to my first that. big thing I started questioning because none of it made any sense. <laughs> right. And so once you found out or you sense like someone's not telling me the truth, you went and you did the research. You kind of looked into things, right? And then you saw you recognized a pattern there, right? Okay, so this happened, this happened, this happened. So the next time you're lied to about something and you kind of get that same feeling, all you have to do, you don't necessarily have to look for all the details, all of the uh, ins and outs of things or who the who's who and the what's what, but you recognize the pattern of events and, uh, and how things were being laid out. And once you recognize that pattern, it doesn't really change much. Uh, from event to event or situation to situation, psyop to psyop, because if you go look at like the old uh, army manuals of, uh, you know, psychological warfare op- operations, like the army manuals, 
it's it's like we never you never change you never deviate it's the same pattern over and over and over again as far as like obviously not with like the details but the overall all process of how things are accomplished and how the mission is achieved and once you realize that it's dude it's 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 crazy how much shit there is but every now and then one will sneak up on you like uh q for example that was one that i wasn't like a q tart or anything i wasn't like i knew something was off with that from the start to be honest with you I knew something was off, but I was hooked. I was like, every now, every like once a week, I'd go check like, you know, the the drops and be like, okay, yeah, I, I already know that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but I was never like, you know, doing the whole Charlie number thing, connecting all the dots. It's just like, but I didn't recognize a pattern because I think at that point, at least for a while, I was distracted by everything else going on. But um, yeah, man, once you see a pattern, it's easy to see it anywhere else. Right. You know, those, uh, have you ever done one of those? I don't remember what they're called, but they're like these 3D black and white drawings where if you just look at it, it just looks like uh, static, like on your TV. And it's just yeah. like a like a picture, right? But if you like, if you like cross your eyes a little bit, you see like a duck or something like the duck comes through. You remember it's seeing like mole rats or that trip. dude standing there for like six hours staring at that shit, trying to figure out what the hell the image is and ends up being a sailboat. <laughs> what? Oh, mole rats. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. That's what I'm talking about. But the more you you can kind of understand how things are laid out, the more you can start to recognize these things, man. And so, um, it, and then once you get into, uh, oh, my internet connection is unstable. Can you hear me? Can yeah, I can hear, hear you. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Let me turn my Wi-Fi off on my phone. I'm hardlined in, so my Wi-Fi is off. I don't know. Yeah, I should be good too. I'm, I'm, I'm full bars on Wi-Fi over here. Yeah, dude, I don't see it's Zoom, man. It freaks me out sometimes because it'll be like, hey, motherfucker, check your shit. And I'm like... Uh, uh, okay <laughs> that's some feds watching <laughs> oh dude well yeah they're they're always popping in let me just lower my uh i don't want to do hd maybe there we go that's maybe a little better okay that might save my internet anyway um but regardless dude so uh i think uh certainly i've come across a lot more stuff uh in this journey and i know you will too man so what are some big things for you that kind of uh, set you, you said 9-11 was a big one. What are some other things? I mean, we don't have to get into each one, but I'm just kind of curious. Like, I, I want to know what you're into, man. Hey, man, starting from the beginning, honestly, the first thing that got me into all this kind of a universe was uh, as a kid. I don't know if you ended up hearing this story from one of the other podcasts I did, but uh, I used to go to sleep and then I'd wake up, see myself sleeping. And then when I woke up from that, I would get sleep paralysis. So I had this whole idea when I was a kid that, you know, you could pretty much astral project yourself out of your body. And then uh, it stopped and got dark when I was a teenager. Um, well, it didn't stop yet at that point. It, it just started getting dark when I was a teenager. And that's when I went through like, you know, drinking a lot, partying a lot, all that kind of shit. And then uh, they just kind of stopped one day. And ever since then, I don't remember my dreams. But when I do, they're extremely vivid and weird. So I've just always had this weird hankering that something else is out there and there's something else to this reality. But the first one going into like conspiracy theories was definitely 9-11 because that would have been 2001 when I was in first grade. And I remember watching uh, videos of that stuff happen, and I was just how old like, are you, man? Ah, what awesome. are you, 26, 27? Turning 28, actually, on Thursday, believe it or not. Oh, shit. Well, happy birthday, man. Um, this will it'll be your birthday by the time this comes out, but uh, so I'm, I'm only 25, I'll be 26 in a couple months, but I would, I think I was in kindergarten when uh, 9 11 happened. So you and I were probably like, did, did they lock you down in school and put it on TV and make you watch it over and over again? Weird story. I remember being at, the mall with my mom's boyfriend at the time and they turned on all the tvs at the mall and i was with him and he just kind of was like all right i think we should go home now 
I don't know why the hell I was out of school, but I just remember oh, not being in school. <laughs> maybe you had a dentist appointment or something. We but, can uh, go with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they 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 locked us. Like my mom tried to come get me from school and everything, and they were like, "Nope." And they just turned on the TVs, and we all just sat like watch it over and over and over again. I mean, it was talk about like a trauma based, uh, like mass generational trauma mind control event. I mean, it was just instilled into your mind. You know what I mean? And we were too young to understand it, but that subconscious really. Uh, you know, and I wasn't scared, you know, cause I didn't know what was going on, but I could tell my, like by when I got home that night, I could tell how scared my mom was, you know what I mean? So that's, that's a traumatic event for someone uh, as young as us, you know what I mean? And it's just, we've, our generation our travel even happens altogether. Like our parents were used to one way and then it completely changed and they were willing to give up their freedom about it because they wanted yeah. to feel safe. And now it's like, we grew up in a world where you know, we've never been on a plane unless we're getting fully frisk and cavity searched. So, you know, yeah, it's now, a world we now, even know. Our kids will never be able to get on a plane without having a COVID test, wearing a mask, being, you know, showing their papers and stuff like that. Like uh, my dad, for example, used to tell me how he could like take a, you know, $10,000 cash in, a, in an eight ball of cocaine, go through a metal detector and fly to Hawaii for the weekend. Like he would just go part, you know, he would before 9-11, that's what you could do. You know what I mean? It wasn't very very strict um and then if you want to get into like just some of the silly conspiracies about it you know uh some government contractor or whatever had a a deal with for those you know those new machines where you like stand like this and it spins around you at the airport you know with your arms up things probably like, give you cancer too while you're at it <laughs> oh 100 percent. but like though i got like a like two days after 9 11 or something like really quick quickly after that dude made a ton of money Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And then, you know, to, so I think with some of these things, if you can, yeah, you can talk about who did it or, or what directed energy weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that's great and fine and dandy. But follow the money, man. That's that's all you really need to know, because that's something you can do pretty easily with the Internet search. You just follow that money. You know, that's all that you that tells you everything you need to know about what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? All it takes is to slightly look into the pieces and realize nothing lines up. Almost everything, dude, that the government does. They'll tell you one story and that's the narrative. But as soon as you start digging online, you realize how much shit is off. And it starts making you question literally everything as far as the government yeah. goes. Like being a 9-11 conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, of course, like as soon as COVID rolls in, I'm like instantly like, fuck no. I ain't getting no masks. I ain't wearing no, I ain't getting no vaccines. Like, I know this fucking game. I am playing this shit. <laughs> Look at where the money went, dude. This was like the largest transfer of wealth from the lower middle and middle classes to the top 1%. I mean, it was, a, it was the mo biggest wealth transfer in history. Yeah, you could, they might want to kill us with the, with the, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say it because this might go on YouTube. Uh, they, they might want to use the kill shot or, uh, uh, the, the treatment might uh, be worse than the disease, as they say. Uh, there's all that stuff. Right. But at the end of the day, it's money. You know what I mean? Each one of those that's 50 bucks a pop, you know, put out a few hundred million of those uh, globally, a couple billion. Just put it on a subscription service, just like your Netflix. Every six months, you got to go in, get your update, your software update. Just Dude, like you're talking your, about doing uh, it yearly iPhone. now. Oh, no. No, I'm hearing every six months, dude. I'm oh, hearing wow. every six months. They're gonna they're gonna combine it with the flu uh, uh, medicine, and it's just gonna be a whole new thing. And then you can it, then if you do get sick, you go take the new pill that's out. So, you know, so you feel nice and good. And the pills the pretty much the same as the uh, ivermectin uh, on uh, as far as a uh, you know the chemical 
uh, basis goes. So, I mean, it's just going to be a, a big money making cycle for a long time. But the more nefarious part is that they want to depopulate, sterilize that kind of thing, which I, I, both, I, you know, they're not mutually exclusive, right? But my, my, I guess what I'm thinking is like, excuse me, um, I don't want to black pill so hard where I, you know, because why would they want to kill everybody? Because then how are they going to make their money, right? I actually have a theory on this. It seemed like it always it seems to hit the old people more so than the young people. So my whole theory was they weren't trying to go for half the population. They were trying to go for the elderly because they're tired of paying Social Security and all this extra money out when all they're realistically doing is like enjoying their time at home. So I, I think that was the, the main goal of it was to take out the elderly, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. And also, if you think about uh, so when when the Nazis were uh, implementing their final solution, right, who did they go after first? The elderly, the sick, the disabled, and uh, the the gays and the and the the Jews were not the first group they went after, right? When it came to actually exterminating people, that what they they went after what they call useless eaters. So who did they tell to get the shots first? The elderly, the disabled, the immunocompromised, uh, you know, people who might uh, engaging be engaging in uh, potentially harmful uh, uh, acts you know, drug, druggy, you know, all these things. Right. And it, it lines up exactly with Hitler's final solution. And so, uh, I mean, they didn't go out and be like, Hey Jews, take, take the COVID shot. Cause the Jews were like, Nope, uh-uh, we're not doing it. Uh, but still it's People that same, that same pattern, you know, like, come give me the shot. Right. No problem. <laughs> oh, dude. It's, I mean, it's just, but again, it goes back to that pattern. Right. And did you hear about the guy who in Germany, he was selling, uh, uh, vaccine cards to people yeah, and he, he didn't said like he got four. the shot like a hundred times and just kept getting different names on the cards <laughs> yeah dude he didn't have to he instead of like forging them he was like fuck it i'll just go keep getting new like up to three shots a day and just and he's like i feel great i feel fine like well shit dude yeah i mean but i you know then my conspiracy brain kicks in i'm like oh this is just a story to kind of convince people oh the shot's not so bad because this guy got 90 of them and he's doing okay so what's one or two gonna hurt you you know what i mean so i i always go back to that conspiracy brain i'm like ah as fun as some stories might be or fascinating or interesting or just downright crazy i'm like okay what is what's behind that though you know what i mean i mean as far as i'm concerned man like i've thought about it you know a method to make money off off of it out of the madness but the more I thought into it, it kind of made me realize to like not fall into the trap, even if you do have a fake card. Like if we just all stand united and don't get shit and don't want to get shit, then there won't become a problem where you have to start using fake cards. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, exactly, dude. Exactly. It's uh, it's just just say no, no, I'm not gonna do it. No. Same with give like, them the right to tell them you what you can put in your body. That's one. That's just another freedom stripped away. Like they've been doing this shit since probably pre 9/11. They make everybody scared of a specific thing so that everybody attacks it and hands over the freedom because nobody's just going to do it voluntarily. Like, they got to scare people into it first. Same with all the fucking recent school shootings as far as, uh, you know, gun control kind of stuff goes. But the whole process of gun control is kind of dumb because it's like they want to make the laws more strict for the people that have guns licensed in their names. But it doesn't control any of the problem with people getting guns on the black market, which is the honest primary problem. You're just taking away guns from people that are trying to use them to protect themselves because nobody, nobody's going to go around shooting a group of fucking people when there's a gun with their name on it, unless they're you know not intending right. on getting away with it. But oh, at I that point, they can Hello? just get a Hello? black... Oh, can you hear me? Oh, you cut out for a second. I, you were Your mouth was moving great, but your audio went out. 
Hey, all those fills. Uh, if my audio is solid on this side, I can just uh, send you the file afterwards. Cool. Absolutely. Um, well, Shit, where was I at with that? I had one more part of that. I was going to add to that. Fuck. <laughs> oh, you know, you're good. Well, we've got the gun control thing, right? If anything, they're just trying to price normal people out with all the laws and everything. Yeah, because if anybody's going to shoot up a school or anything like that, it doesn't matter whether or not they got the gun from their parents or they got the gun from the street. Like, they're going to find a way no matter what. So, again, you're just making it harder for people trying to protect themselves. Yeah, dude. My, my, you know, my guns are just for tyrants and, uh, and thieves, pretty much. That's all it's for, you know, and, and deer every now and then. But other than that, you know, I don't use them too much. I don't, I, I just, they're just, they're fun. They're fun to use, fun to shoot, you know, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things you don't want to get, you can, it's easy to get caught as, as gun lovers, right. It's easy to get caught up in the, oh, my guns are coming after me. You know, like they're going to take my guns and, uh, they've always been trying to take our guns. You know what I mean? And I, I, I tell, I say this on probably every podcast, you know, I always have to remind myself that the world has always been on fire, right? It's always going to be about, it's always about to end. It's always the economic economy's collapsing, you know? everything's getting more expensive and it's like it's always been that and i just have to remind myself billy joel we didn't start the fire you know i'd listen to that song every now and then just to kind of relax like okay shit's always been crazy it's just a new it's just the same cycle again for this next generation every every generation's got their thing you know what i mean um like i've been listening i was telling you listen to the to old Art bell episodes i found a, a podcast feed that has all the just re-releasing old episodes and uh like pre like 1999 uh, you know, he's talking, everyone's calling in about Y2K and like what's, and they were, people were seriously freaked out about that. They really thought shit was going to come to an end, you know, and, uh, nothing happened, you know, not, no big deal at all. And then, uh, you go back even farther, like 96, 97, like the Oklahoma city bombing and, and Waco and all these things. It was like, these were all events that, uh, you know, we're trying to take away freedoms or government overreach. And then you go even to like the Clinton uh, Lewinsky scandal, you know, like oh, impeachment, you know, what this, how are we going to fix this? And uh, it's, it's just all, it never stops, dude. It never stops. Oh no. And there's all, it's just going to keep getting closer and closer together. It's kind of like the advancement of technology that the farther you get along, the closer and closer things get together and the more it speeds up. And that's what it seems like now, man. It's just instead of shit being spaced out every couple of years, like it used to be just one thing and onto the others. We got COVID Ukraine and we're hopping back on the COVID again. There's going to be some other shit after that. I'm sure that they're already lining up. They're already talking about famine and shit like that in the fall. So, you know, we'll be seeing if well, we're dude, living in a post-apocalyptic world by then. <laughs> you didn't hear the world's going to end in eight days on April 18th. That's what they're saying now. Like, uh, shit's going to pop off on the 18th, like nuclear fallout, everything like that. So, you know, uh, or and they said, if not the 18th, then on the 22nd. So like Easter Sunday or something like that. I'm like, they're like, Christ, either nukes are going to fly on the 18th or Christ is coming back on the 22nd. I was like, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Okay, fine. That's fine. I'll keep doing my podcast. <laughs> I'll just keep reporting <laughs> what's going on. Again. And I, 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 I got to get you in this group chat on Instagram. It's like, uh, I, I told the guys, I was like, y'all want to do an end of the world podcast? <laughs> like just, you know, live stream it, you know, see what happens. Uh, man, it, it, not that you shouldn't take any, you know, this, the, the things that are happening in the world seriously, I think you should, but we know it's just to manipulate. It's just to control because if you go back to the money, right, they don't, they can't kill us all because then they can't make any money, right? We are commodities to these elite, uh, you know, parasites. Like they just, they suck and feed off of us. And if, if a parasite kills its host, 
the parasite can't live anymore. You know what I mean? Dude, even like Facebook and stuff like that, everybody thinks that they're the customer, but realistically, they're the product. Like you're on it. You're looking at ads. People are paying for the ads. So it's like even even Facebook, they wouldn't be such a giant corporation if it wasn't for you being the product. And that's how most shit is, man. Like we're all just the anything, products or we're, we're the people that free. break our backs to make shit happen. Yeah. If, if it's free, if, a, if something is free, you're the product. And that's kind of like like we're on Zoom right now. Right. And uh, Zoom, dude, what happened to Skype? You know, what I mean, that's a conspiracy. No one's talking about where did Skype go? Skype was always there for us. It was like the first big thing. And it was always there. It was always reliable. You had a long distance relationship. You wanted to talk to your girl, maybe see some titties. You go with Skype. You know, this is before FaceTime and everything. And, and they were always there for us. And then COVID hit. Boom. Chinese company Zoom comes in. Business, everyone's using Zoom because that's what works using. And it was free for like most people. Right. Backdoor, inf- you know, stealing information from business meetings, things like that. Even if you do pay for it. Right. All this shit goes on a server somewhere. You know what I mean? So uh, if it's free, you're the product, dude. They're collecting your data somehow, whatever. I'm like, fuck it, have my data. You can't, but what are you going to do? You, you can't, unless, I don't know, the AI takes over and they can just recreate us with the data they have and then we're fucked. I don't, I don't know. I try not to go, I try not to go there because you can, dude. You can go deep and deep and deep and deep. But man, you got to be able to have a lifeline to pull yourself out of that rabbit hole. And I think that lifeline is hope. You know what I mean? You got to have some hope, some sort of solution or, or just, I think I think getting out of all of it is the ultimate solution. Just like ignoring everything, going in the woods and grow on some weed, get some chickens and just fuck off. You know what I mean? Shit, dude, just being podcast, just being a podcaster is like a glimmer of hope because that just shows that, you know, we may be into these things. We may be afraid that the world's about to end, but we have enough hope that we're sitting here trying to warn everybody about it or at least start to get them interested in this kind of shit. Cause it's getting to the point now, man, where it's like after COVID, especially like podcasting just blew up because nobody can ignore this shit anymore and how off it is. Like I got so many people, yeah. bro, that didn't even believe in conspiracy theories, even the slightest. And then I've been talking through COVID saying, man, they're trying to fucking poison us. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. And all of a sudden here we are two years later. Now they're already, lo- now they're looking at me like, Hmm, where, what were you saying a couple of years ago? <laughs> now yeah, that I have dude. the shot, I'm kind of fucked, but either way, like, what were you saying? <laughs> Right. Right. No, I have people, same, same situation, dude. People are like, well, 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 why are they trying to give us a fourth one? And it's like, I told you, dude, you, you'll have six by the time this is over. You know what I mean? You'll have six at least. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, you, you know, more podcasts were started in the last two years than had, you know, the previous, since podcasting was invented, like that's how much it's grown, you know, not all of them stuck with it, you know, but I think it's a great, you're right. It's a great glimmer of hope. You know what I mean? And yeah, it kind of saturated the market, but I think overall it's a net positive. You know, I think it's uh, it's great for people to connect, to, to learn. And uh, at least to just, if they're curious about something, you can, you can get into something, you know, cause obviously YouTube is censored. We can't go there anymore. Uh, I mean, I put a video up and within 24 hours it was gone. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, I've gotten like, not strikes yet, but like, two or three like warnings in one video just straight taken down. And I was like, what the fuck? And the video that got taken down was we were talking about uh, Justin Trudeau. Like it go- we weren't even talking about COVID except the mandates. Right. But they were like, you can't talk about that. And I was like, well, what, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And I think the whole narrative of like, oh, it's a private company. I think that's just bullshit, dude. I think that's just a, they're just a, using as a front so they don't have to give a reason to pull shit off. Cause if it's private, you know, they can do whatever the hell they want. And there's but they're no- not private though. There's so, subsidized by the government i mean facebook is twitter is 
all these big platforms are subsidized by the government in some form or fashion. That you just know? makes like, it more fishy that they're trying to take the shit off so fast, though. Like, oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's go ahead. If they, if they stood behind the research, why are they so worried about what other people are reading and stuff? And if people don't want to get the vaccine, like, why are they so concerned about it? You know, like people with the vaccine are still getting covid. So like what what honest difference does it make other than pushing whatever agenda they're attempting to do here, you know? Yeah. And I and you had mentioned that um, a minute ago that things were kind of like just speeding up. And like I said, those old those old old Art Bell episodes, he he talks a lot. of, And I think he even wrote a book called The Quickening. Right. Like we're seeing an acceleration of events and things happening uh, and it kind of parallels technology. Right. It just as technology uh, doubles in capacity or whatever computing power every 18 months. So does the fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Because with great uh, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. And if these, the, it, and I always say that the the technology, I'm all about technology. I love it. I think it's our saving grace. I really think it it can, it can save us, but it's not in the hands of the people who want to save us. It's, it's giving pe certain people too much power. And if it was a free open source kind of technology thing, like, free energy, even just free code. Like if people would just release their code, uh, th I think th that would make things much better. But I'm all about the technology, but it's not in the right hands. No, I agree. It's definitely one of those things too, that it's like about how you use it. Because I've always said that there's the smart side of the internet and then there's the dumb side. You can sit here and you can research stuff on the internet and you know learn shit that you couldn't even learn in college and essentially become like smarter than a college kid. Or, you know, you can sit around watching cat videos and stuff, which is fine. But, you know, you got to have a mix of both. Like you have every bit of information at your fingertips and people don't take advantage of it. And the yeah. issue is that you end up getting people like us too. Well, it's not really an issue, I guess, but there's so much information that like people like us, we pretty much just sort through the bullshit and try to give people the straight facts because it's, you know, nobody, nobody can do that. They just read headlines and whatever the fuck and they just run off that and they don't actually do any kind of research into it, like looking and realizing that. There's three articles on the same topic. There's three things that are completely different and one thing that's similar between the three. So, you know, somebody like us would say, all right, more than likely, this is the part that's fact because it says it between all of them and the other shit's bullshit where everybody else would read one article and then put all their eggs in that basket and just fucking run with it. So it's like you need people well, like us to go through the shit. That's what like true journalism is, is sorting through the bullshit. And they've just they've they've failed the American people, uh, the, the press quote unquote, has failed the American people uh, beyond belief. And and I like what you said, too. There's the dumb side and the smart side. And, you know, the, the Internet is a double edged sword, in my opinion. I mean, it it can tear us down or it can build us up. It's like it's just like just like with technology in general. It's all about how you use it. You know, if you're given the freaking Thanos glove. Right. And I hate using Marvel references, but that's just what came to mind. It's you no. know, you can snap your fingers. <laughs> You can snap your fingers and 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 end half the life in the world, or you can snap your fingers and make shit good for everybody. You know what I mean? You think if someone had the power to eliminate everybody in one fell swoop, they'd have the power to, I don't know, fix the problems that are cause you know that that are there, so you wouldn't have to kill everybody. I mean, I think it, it's just bad intentions. It's these fucking billionaire, uh, you know, dumb kids who raised up you know with everything the silver spoon and then also it goes back i think i really think it goes back to like these uh royal families these the the bloodlines the people who think they just have power everybody over everybody because of divine right or 
I don't know, whatever. But it's like you you bleed fucking blood like I do, motherfucker. Come on. You know what I mean? Unless they're unless they're lizard people, then I don't know what color their blood is. But <laughs> I'd assume either blue or some kind of weird ass color, but <laughs> some green, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's uh it's it's just it's crazy. But I, I do I do try to find hope in everything. I mean, that's all you can do, bro. I always say you got to live every day like it's your last, not even in a depressing way, but like you never fucking know. Enjoy every day, man. Like you get hit by a car tomorrow. You know, we could be hit by a fucking meteor and we don't even know it because, you know, they make movies like uh, Don't Look Up on Netflix, where it pretty much <laughs> tells you how society would be that they just want to ignore the problem until it's already on top of us. And then we're all fucked at that point. That's literally yeah. uh, almost uh, everything. That goes. was the, that, as say what you will about that movie. Like, yeah, there's a lot of propaganda in the movie movie but they did do a good good job of depicting modern day media uh you know just like a bunch of fucking idiots who don't give a shit they're like is this good for ratings no okay uh so yeah it there was a lot of propaganda in that but still it, they did a, a pretty decent job of the uh por- portrayal of the modern american media see i have a mix on netflix that i've always been curious about they always put shit out like that or even like squid game where it's like, I'm wondering if their intention for it is one, to try to show people what the hell is going on in an indirect way, like they're on the good side of things, so to speak. Or two, they're throwing these ideas out so that people have them in their head. And when it actually happens, they won't be so thrown off by it. Like Squid Game, for example, you know, like no, no, if nobody knew what the hell was going on and they got thrown into that situation, it would be just like in the movie. Everybody gets gunned down and half people have to think about it. Maybe they'll come back. But if you make a show like that, I guarantee you every single person that's watched that shit was like, yeah, I could, I could do some killing for about $50 million. No problem. So now right. we have this whole thing set up where almost everybody has already considered that. So it wouldn't be so hard to get people to do this kind of shit. So again, I don't know what their what their agenda is at the end of this, but I mean, I'm seeing the good side of it. But it could be also a part of a bad side. So right, I think that's a great point, man. Like it, it's all about how you interpret things. And I, I wrote, it's like, is this the revelation of the method or just propaganda or predictive programming? Like it can be, it, but they're not mutually exclusive, right? They can be both. It can be propaganda and predictive programming, but it's also revelation of the method. It's like it's kind of their karmic relief. Like, hey, we're showing you what's coming, and also preparing you mentally for it. And also, like, you could stop us if you want to, but you're not going to. So get used to the, you know, it's both. It's both. I think. I think it's revelation of the method and predictive programming. They're not mutually exclusive, right? Which is scary, and it takes uh, discernment, I think, to be able to to break that down because, you know, like with Squid Games, like or Hunger Games, even like, would we would you kill some, you know, your fellow man to, I don't know, feed your families back home or whatever but it's like no one talks about how they're still they're like stuck in this dystopian like how did they get to where they are like why are they doing this you know what i mean you can see it through covid everybody's becoming slowly broke they're setting it up man (laughs) we're all gonna start getting sectioned off into districts and then you know what's coming after that hey i'm in fema region number six baby i think i think i'm in number six i don't know but uh, I hope I hope all the cool podcasters end up in the same FEMA camps. That's all I can hope for. We can at least have a good time. Well, come on. We're <laughs> podcasters. We'll end up in the middle of the woods. And when they come to try to find us, we'll have all the weapons ready to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I hope so, dude. We'll see. Uh, we'll see, dude. I mean, it's uh, man, I, I hope so. I'm I'm stocking up on beans right now. I'm just like trying to buy beans. I'm like I had beans for dinner tonight. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, I need some more beans. You know, there's only so many beans I can get. But 
I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking at, but it's like I don't want to live in like buy into the fear of it, right? Because like we said, the shit's always been going on, and yes, things are accelerating, and there's we we know that the intentions are not good, but should I just continue on and try to like raise my vibration and just try to like, but also I'm like I should prepare too. You know what I mean? I should probably be prepared, but. Also, I'm a broke bitch. I can't necessarily afford, you know, $3,000 worth of emergency survival food. I have a wedding to pay for and uh, she won't sign off on that emergency survival food. And it's like, well, shit, what can I do? You know what I mean? And it's just like, just try not to. I just I have a better day if I just don't uh, not that I don't think about it, but if I just don't buy into the fear, like, you know what I mean? Like I will persist. I will persevere in any kind of thing rather than like fear mongering about it now, because I think that's a big issue too, is like, they want you to be scared on both sides. Like they want you to be scared that, Oh, you know, you know, the Russians are going to kill all the Ukrainians and COVID's going to sweep through and kill us all. And then they also want the other side to be fearful of like, Hey, we're, you know, new world order. We're going to come in, lock you in your pods and you know, you'll be hooked up to the metaverse. Like there's, there's two sides of the fear and it's like, Oh, I don't want to participate in the fear at all. I don't want to do any of that. You want to talk about fear, man. You should uh you should saw me this one day. I ate some mushrooms in the beginning of the pandemic. Oh no. <laughs> talk about paranoia, man. I was in so many thought circles in my head. I'm like, bro, all I gotta do is walk outside and I'm gonna catch whatever the hell this is. It's gonna be like the black plague, you know, like conspiracy mind, dude. I started going down the rabbit hole within my head and I was like, all right, maybe psychedelics are not the best idea to do during a pandemic until I got an understanding of this shit. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. They, I mean, you saw uh before it came to America, at least on the, the channels that I'm in, we saw the videos of the people in China just falling over in the streets and, you know, oh, my God, it's so bad. And it's just like a, a high kill rate or whatever. And so it kind of when when that when then when it hit, I was on the same boat. I was like, oh, this shit is bad. Like I stocked up. I brought all my gas masks home from work and everything. I was like ready to go. No fucking joke, dude. But, I bought some chickens when that started off. Not that I'm like a total prepper or nothing like that, but I live in the middle of the city and I got a chicken coop in my backyard for the sake of like, you know, I ever can't get meat, like whatever the fuck. I got eggs. I got protein. It's a renewable source. And then on top of that, I get fresh eggs every every weekend when I want to cook breakfast. So it's like kind of have to have this good in between where you're like not too crazy of a prepper, but you still got some backup just in case, you know? Right. And that's what I'm working on now. And I think it's just it just takes time. And this is I'm, it's kind of bad timing for everything too. like work sucks right now. I didn't I'm not getting any raises. I have a little tiny backyard, which we we did plant a garden this weekend. So hopefully that'll come to fruition. That's you know, I'm hoping for that. But yeah, like backyard's uh, tiny as fuck. That coop takes up almost my whole yard. <laughs> yeah, but and I, I would love to have chickens. I'm pretty sure with that I'm in like a rural town. So I, I think I can have chickens. But my dogs would just or my cats would my cats go outside all the time. My cats would kill the fucking chickens, even if they're in the coop. They would find a way. You know what I mean? And I would love to have chickens, but it's just I can't I can't do it right now. You know, I need to, at least I need a little more space, you know, and it's that's why you got to just rough, save some cans and all that shit. Just have a little bit of a backup. Like I said, don't go too crazy, but just be a little right. bit prepared, even for the sake of, you know, fucking everything being gone off the shelves when stuff like COVID starts, you know, just give yourself at least like a week of backup just in case, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I, I've found some other channels, to, you know, I don't I, we go to the grocery store for like, you know, the, the things that you can't source elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like we buy like these pizza crusts when we make pizza and, you know, my snacks, you know, when I go to work, I need my snacks and <laughs> like I get so hungry all the time. But, you know, base, you know, meat. I got I, I got the hookup on meat. I know where I can get meat uh, veggies. Uh, I probably 
I got to work on that, but I don't eat that many vegetables anyway, but yes, cans, things like that. Uh, water. I'm trying to get like a nice water purification thing. Um, but we'll already on that one too. That's another important one. Fucking fluoride yeah. in the water. You got to find a specific oh, kind of dude. filter that takes the fluoride out of the water. Cause 90% of them dude, they don't take the fluoride out. So yeah, you know that's on purpose. I'm looking at a few of those, uh, right now. I'm actually going to probably buy one this week. One of those Alexa pure ones that has the fluoride, uh, filter in it. Uh, but dude, funny cause you live in Michigan, right? So, uh, you probably know the whole Flint, Michigan water situation, right? That's still not been fixed. Dude, it's been like 10 years and they haven't done shit with it. Like not even in the slightest, like, well, my water... as far as like governors and stuff goes a joke. Cause we had, you know, Kwame oh, Kilpatrick stealing a bunch from the city, all the people in Flint trying to reroute shit and stealing money. And now they all have fucked water. Like that's just Michigan, bro. <laughs> dude, that's the Midwest. Let me tell you, that's the Midwest. <laughs> it's not just Michigan. But uh, my water here in this little West Texas town is actually worse than the water in Flint, Michigan. Really? Like, yeah. Like contaminant wise, it's worse. Like I got my report uh, last year, you know, the water report. It's like we got uranium, we got plutonium, <laughs> we got uh, lead and calcium and fluoride and all kinds of shit, dude. Like calcium and uranium. Up, uranium, or uranium. <laughs> yeah. Straight up cow shit in the water i mean one we're like the the cattle you know livestock capital of the of the country right here west texas and then but we i also live 40 miles downwind from uh the uh what's called the pantex facility it's where the uh, uh united states department of defense allegedly disassembles their nuclear weapons well that sounds uh, safe you know because of the non-proliferation act i'm like i doubt they're disassembling those motherfuckers but either way that's where they are like the stockpile is there you know what i mean it's not that far from us and uh so there's like it, and all our water is groundwater like there's no rivers or lakes here it's all groundwater so there's all kinds of shit in our water and uh it, it doesn't taste too bad though but i mean but like when i lived in dallas my whole life high high like our fluoride's not that high compared to the other shit in the water but like dallas high levels of fluoride very high 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 levels of fluoride and uh anywhere you go. So I think that's something good just for general health to just get out of that. I mean, we know what fluoride does to the body. We know what all these other things do to the body. And, but at a certain point, I'm like, the general public like going back to, want to, admit to it though. Cause it's a, you know, a whole Hitler thing. So people just want to believe that it's bullshit, even though there's a whole method on why he was the one that started putting fluoride in water. Like, come on now, look at this shit in front of you. But no, again, nobody wants to see this shit. That's why we're here. Right. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, go, Going back to like our generation has, we've just constantly been bombarded with all this shit, right? Throughout our whole lives. It's like, well, shit, I've been surrounded by all these chemicals my whole life. You know, I might have a little, uh, a tolerance to them. You know what I mean? Like uh, that dog sitting so that in the house of, on fire. Like this is fine. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I, I actually have that meme on my office at work, the dog on fire. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, it, it shit's just, it's getting crazy. And, and, uh, Oh man, it's uh, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> yeah, but also I think it's gonna get better at the same time. You know what I mean? I think as long as start, I, people I, start getting what's going on here, and hey, that's why we're here, and that's why podcasting keeps blowing up more, is because it seems like we're the only trustworthy news source. And the sad part is that we're all just dudes sitting at home doing this shit <laughs> for fun, dude. I know, and I want to do. I wish we were like if we were all in the same place. Oh shit, dude. Talk about, I'm, I've been talking about like, we should get a commune going. Like we should start, like we should buy some land in like Texas or New Mexico or Oklahoma even, or like Tennessee somewhere just like 
buy a bunch of land and just say we're starting our own country. Dude, who's uh who's the one who moved down to Tennessee? Why well, my brain fart on his name? Um, from the Confessionals. Oh, uh, Tony Merkel. Yeah, he's got his yeah. own little commune going down in Tennessee that he's moving to. That'll just be the new hotspot for all the podcasters. It'll be a mix between you know Austin with Joe Rogan and all the conspiracy podcasters. Will be out in Tennessee with Tony Merkel. <laughs> Austin is not a part of Texas. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, if you ask any real Texan, Austin is not. When you leave Austin, you enter Texas. You know what I mean? Let's say you fly into Austin, you enter commie land. And then when you leave Austin, like in your car, you're actually coming. That's when you enter Texas. Austin is not fun. I do not like it. It's It was fun when I was 21 going to the bars and stuff, but it's not, it's not a good place. And because of all the Californians that moved here, all the mass migration, Joe Rogan brought all his fucking rich friends. I mean, yeah, it's great for like development, like shit's happening there, but it's just going to be that new L.A. You know what yeah, I mean? You're right. So here in West Texas, I mean, e- dude, even here in West Texas, dude, our house, a house down the street from my little uh, uh, townhouse, like four houses down selling for almost three hundred thousand dollars. And it's like a three bed, two bath, which is we'll crazy. A new podcaster community Texas. up in the mountains. They'll probably be the safest spot. You know, shit starts going down. I'd rather be up in the mountains. Yeah. And- <laughs> If we can't get internet, we'll do it over ham or something like that. Shortwave radio or ham or something. Just go old school, dude. Hey, like our bell. It won't be mean? internet anyway, so we'll have to do something over ham radio. <laughs> dude, I know. I want to. I wish I could. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm too young, too too young, and also too old to. Uh, it's past the time for me to learn that shit. You know what I mean? Hey, we're in the so. new generation. We're the podcasters. Honestly, it's yeah. what they were doing just moved into this because I'm sure if Art Bell was still doing stuff now. You probably have one of the most top-rated podcasts out right now. He wouldn't be doing radio because radio is slowly dying because everything's becoming the digital age more and more, you know? Yeah, dude. Well, I'm grateful that I've been able to go back and find all this old app because, like I said, it was too I was too young for it. You know what I mean? One, I was too young for it. And two, I was never up late enough to, like, listen to it when I was in the car, you know? I vaguely remember maybe hearing some of it, you know, like long car rides and stuff. But, um, dude, I mean, he's talking about stuff 10, 20 years ago uh, that is coming coming to fruition not even i mean almost 30 years ago at this point the shit he was talking about was just things that are happening today you know what i mean and Game it's plan's got to start somewhere it doesn't just happen instantly they got to start setting the ball in motion at a certain point and all the shit that's going on now like a lot of the shit in the society with uh the whole russians kind of interfering with stuff as far as like you know troll farms and all that kind of shit pissing people off polarizing the internet like all this shit was set in motion years ago it wasn't just like a, oh let's do it it's 2020 let's yeah, go there's always been a boogeyman, you know what I mean? And it's usually the Russians. And I'm like, why? We've been allies with Russia. Like, I don't I don't get that. You know what I mean? Or and is that you- just propaganda from the United States that it's actually people from the United States just trying to make us hate Russia? Because I feel like there's a lot of that in the United States that it's just a matter of like, I'm from Russia. I'm from the United States. We have to hate each other when it's the government that hates each other, not the people. Or if they even hate each other, they might just be playing. I was talking to somebody else on another podcast saying that they just uh, it's like a TV show. They're all pissed off yelling at each other. As soon as the cameras stop rolling, they're shaking hands and talking about what they're about to do next. Well, dude, that's like, like with this whole Ukraine thing going on, everyone's like, oh my God, why would Russia do this? Oh no, you know, uh, uh. it's like, guys, don't you, I mean, the, the world leaders meet at least once, twice, three or four times a year. And they talk about this shit behind closed doors. Like they talk about exactly what's going to go down. If not at the UN and, or the, uh, G8 or G7, whatever it is, if not at these like officially sanctioned meetings, they talk about it at Bohemian Grove. They talk about it 
you know, behind somewhere they talk about this shit. That's just how the world works. You know what I mean? So to think that this wasn't foreseen and, and you notice how the, our, the U.S. media started talking about it a month or two before it happened. You They're know trying I mean? to set They're it like, up, man. Oh, it's going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. Uh, maybe this week, maybe next could be any day. And what are they saying? No war happen, starts like, on a weekend. Oh, they're just sitting there. They're waiting. It's usually Wednesday. Yeah, That's no, when they start wars. No, no, they said war doesn't start on a Wednesday. War well, never starts on a Wednesday. And it did start on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to oh, throw dude, everybody it's so- off. It's like throwing in a plot twist. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like those new memes that have been coming out. Like, uh, never let them know your next move. Have you seen those? Yeah, where the dude's like fucking throwing the peanut butter up in the air and he looks like he's about to make a sandwich and shit. It's literally the game they're playing now. They're getting all this shit from yeah. memes at this point. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Well, think about it. Dude, memes. Memes are have been around for thousands of years. I mean, memes are nothing new. It's just this new uh, form of it that we that we kind of have adopted and kind of taken over. But symbolism with a meaning. Around. It's like a hieroglyph almost, you know? picture of a person doing something and you get the intention of what it is same with memes right. now it's a face but, and you know the full emotion that they're trying to feel with it right but even in the the context in which they're used now it's very old uh form of communication i mean you put a think about like a pamphlet right you just see a, a picture with a phrase underneath and you get it you know what i mean you're like oh i know what that is so memes have been around for a very very long time and it's fascinating that they're kind of it's almost like the war of the memes right now you know there's just the you can get a lot from a meme dude it, it can be a complex idea it can be something funny it can be uh, and mostly funny i love the funny memes they crack me up but it's it's just uh it's fascinating that i think at some point in society we're gonna end up in like this weird language communication thing of just just memes and emojis you know kind of like the make very distinct like, face patterns yeah it's like we'll go back to like hieroglyph like you said like just go back to hier- hieroglyphs where there's the language is just almost so advanced that it seems simple right because you think oh what are emojis that doesn't uh you know convey a complex thought, but I think if uh, with a combination of, I don't know, man, I don't know where it's you going. You can have a full it, conversation be... with emojis, and that's just proof that you can use it as a language. Yeah, if there's a, enough emojis, yeah, you can only do eggplant, water squirt a few, so many times, but you know what that means, right? You know, eggplant, water squirt, you're like, oh, I, I'm coming, you know? And it's like, uh, where, where does it go? But, I, oh, man, I don't know. Shit's getting wild out there, man. It's oh, getting sure. wild. And then you got a bunch of people, too, that are uh, throwing in memes to try to polarize shit even more. So you can even use it for political reasons, too. There's so many universal uses. It's ridiculous. That's why Donald Trump won, in my opinion, was because of memes. Dude, same with Biden. Nobody would have voted for Biden if it wasn't for all the fucking great Obama memes. He's like, all right, watch this. I'm going to do the finger guns at him. All that shit. It made it seem like he was like a funny character. (laughs) And now that he's the president, everybody's like, all right, take it back. Like, yeah, he obviously was crazy back then, too. But you guys thought it was funny then. (laughs) Oh, dude, don't even get me started on on Joe Biden. I mean, oh my God, it's just so. I I and think still on top of that, they're still denying this shit, even though they found fucking what was it like sixty four terabytes of child pornography and shit, and then pictures of him. Like it's all over the fucking internet. It's just not on the mainstream on mainstream news. So they're trying to pretend like it doesn't happen, but like everybody it, in this community knows it's bullshit and that that laptop exists. I think it will be on the mainstream news, dude. I think they want, I think they want Biden out. I think they've, uh, he's served his role 
Um, but at the same time, nobody's going to go for Kamala. I don't really know how that's going to work. I think she was impeachment proof at the beginning because she was so terrible. No one would want to get rid of Biden for her. But at this point, I think they're just going to I think that's why uh, I, I think this Hunter Biden thing is going to come out. And it's like the uh, so I don't know if you listen to the No Agenda podcast. Do you? Oh, yeah, that's one of my top ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, they have this whole this whole trope about like we're repeating the 70s, right? Yeah. With Watergate, inflation, gas crisis, all these things. I can see that happening, dude, with Biden. Like it's, something's going to come out. He's going to have to step down and uh, someone else is going to take over. I don't know who. I don't know what. Um, see, but I'm kind of curious who they're going to pick because, you know, if they've been playing a card game, all they're left with now is magic cards. So like, I don't know what the oh. fuck their next move is about to be. Dude, and well, in my opinion, I don't even think there's going to be a 2022 election. I really don't. I don't think the midterms are going to happen. I think there's going to be some this summer, maybe into the fall, right before. I think something's going to happen where some sort of emergency powers will be evoked. They're trying to do that New World Order thing where two years ago was a conspiracy and now all over mainstream news are talking about New World Order and oh shit. Oh, did you see the thing the other day where uh, one of the reporters said it to Hillary? And she did everything she could possibly do to not re-repeat the phrase New World Order. Yeah, she's like, why wouldn't we want, why, why, why do we not want Russia in the New World or Putin in the New World Order? And she, yeah, exactly. She just danced around it because like, I don't think you should be a member of any of the groups that are trying to make the world a better place. Like, all right, now you're calling us crazy two years ago for using the term New World Order. And now it's all over the news and nobody even questions it anymore. Like, bro, what the fuck? The New World Order is. Decades old. I mean, decades old. I mean, older than you and I. That's been around. I mean, it's. Have you read uh, the New World Order book where they're talking about uh, basically like confusing people with genders and all that kind of shit in order to create more power over people because people are too busy basically being polarized, fighting with each other over gender, this, that. Oh, is it like a playbook, like a handbook for the uh, New World Order? Hell yeah, dude. There's a full written out playbook. I'll have to send you a copy of like what it looks like after the show, but there's specifically a section I remember reading where it said, uh, Confuse the culture on their gender so that they're so preoccupied with gender, you can pretty much make like bigger moves. So there's like there's been a whole power play with this shit, and almost oh, yeah. everything has been talked about. I think if I'm not mistaken, they talked about uh basically gaining control using some type of sickness in order to kill small businesses and shit like that. Like, dude, it's literally a fucking playbook, and they're playing that shit to a T, and I oh, yeah. and everybody's ignoring the shit. We're seeing it happen. It's it's uh, you're 100 right, dude. And uh, I mean. It, at a certain point, what, when, when does it become like obvious to everybody? Like, Hey guys, there, this is, this is what's happening. Hey, I don't, and most people, most people, most rational, even if they're not what we call like, well, what not? Well, uh, I, I don't even, it they, sucks too. I, they stole that term. We can't I hate that they co-opted the, the woke dude. I mean, and the rainbow too. the rainbow was used to be like a symbol of like light and hope and, Dude, I have Happiness. a whole theory on this whole stolen symbols thing, dude. It's almost like the fucking Nazis where they took the symbol for peace and love and they turned it sideways and now it's a swastika and now you see it as, as a bad symbol. They take something and they turn it into something dark so that you can't use it for what the positive intention was. Or like the five-point star. It was a symbol for paganism that was the four elements and then spirit. Turn it to the side, now it's a symbol for the devil. You take power away from these symbols when you add a second meaning to them, like fucking rainbows. Perfect example. When we were kids, everybody's every little girl was running out with rainbows on them. And now 
Dude, like, I, was I, I won't even let my post. daughter wear rainbows because I know how people are pushing their kids into that community when kids can't even pick a sex yet, let alone like say that they're whatever the fuck. Like shit's getting pushed on the kids too. Own clothes. All they can do is pick their noses. You know what I mean? Like th- that's and let them, let them do it. Let them pick their nose. But and I, what I was gonna say is like most rational people, and you have kids. I don't. But most rational people, I I assume would not care, uh, and would be supportive if their kid was trans or gay or lesbian or bisexual or whatever right we we're in a point in our society where that's generally accepted right see i'm one of those people though that's like i'm not against anything particularly but i'm against it being forced on kids in school for the sake of i feel like it's something that the parents and the kids should experience on their own and like sex education should never be taught to a child and if somebody's fighting so hard to be a 30 year old teaching sex to a six-year-old that kind of shows that there's some other kind of fucked up shit going on in their head well well yeah the mental health crisis in this country is is profound and it's and it's being justified as a a virtue you know what i mean like yes you go ahead go be mentally ill and make other people mentally ill and, and traumatize them but i but my point was you you're not against anything right anybody choosing what but it's it's the I just feel like it should on. be adjusted accordingly to the fact right. of like you can't get a tattoo until you're 18 because they don't think that you're able to make those kind of life decisions so as far as like a gender thing like kids can feel how they want like not to be weird but like if a little boy wants to dress up like a girl like whatever the fuck like they got to have their playtime but if you push them into that shit and they don't have time to really think about it like who's to know if they're going to feel the same like five my years mom from now. dressed me up as a little girl i mean i i, I did fashion shows for my mom because my mom See, had that a doesn't make you trans. That's just, no. you know, an agenda that gets pushed on kids. Like, wait no, till they're 18 to... before they can get any kind of surgery or do anything. Like, honestly, they feel that way, but there needs to be an age limit, you know? Yeah. And I, and and here we are. We're, we're going right into the the, the thing. But you're right. It, it's it's a distraction, but it also pisses me off. Right. It's it's not something to be treaded lightly. Um, but think about all the things that were happening when. The whole, yo, don't say gay bill. Like when that was in the news cycle, what was going on behind the scenes? What are they distracting from? Right. And that's what I, what, what are they, uh, you know, hiding uh, from us with this bullshit? Because it, it, it is, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't affect me or, or mine or anything like that. I mean, I deal with a lot of fucking, I work at a, at a university in a liberal arts department. I deal with a lot of fucking dumbass people. Like just my only perspective Ill. as a parent is that they're trying to, uh, kind of push it where they see it that the community raises your kid and that's what i'm against when it comes to like anything like i feel like you should have the right to say what you want for your kid and the fact that again you can you can't smoke cigarettes in my state until you're 21 because they don't think that you know you're old enough to make that decision so why the fuck do they think kids should be able to like make these kind of decisions on their own without their parents because they're trying to take their parents out of it you know where they don't have to sign for that shit anymore but again like I'd be more okay with my kid getting a tattoo at six than getting a gender change. Cause it's like, are you, are you sure? Cause as a kid, I change my mind every six months. Like don't put all your eggs into one basket until you're an adult and you figure shit out, you know? Well, yeah. And even adults barely figure shit out, but I will just Truth. agree with you <laughs> on one point. I will disagree with you on one point, but I think it's just not a, a true disagreement, but like you said, it, you know, they want the, the quote unquote community to raise your kids, but that's how things used to be done. Right. They say it takes a village, but you know, 50 years ago, you, you know, if you're it, it, or even thousands of years ago in the village, you know, if everybody had to work and things, there would be a few people dedicated to 
you know, helping raise the kids, but it's because they had a core common values uh, that made them a community. Right. And right now there's really no sense of that community, at least in on the, in a local level. Right. I'm sure your neighbors disagree with you on things. Shit, I don't even know my neighbors. Oh yeah. See, I've tried really hard to get to know my neighbors here, but, uh, but even then you disagree with them on certain things. Like I wouldn't give my fucking kid to my neighbor and be like, Hey, watch him for me while I go hunt down this bear. You know what I mean? It's, different that's where the difference yeah from back then to now is that like the community then was like 20 people so it was one thing if everybody was like you felt love for that kid because you know it's your small group of people like same as you you know you have respect for your best friend's kid kind of a thing but it's like society's so big and massive now just in like a square mile area you have like like 30 times that number and then that's where the issue falls in where it's like a community can't raise a kid when there's thousands of fucking people in the community you know like one thing if there's like 10 20 people like it's definitely needed that's almost like what families are now is like what small communities would be considered back in the day but right well and statistically you know said like let's say there's a thousand people statistically like what five ten of them are going to be psychopaths yeah <laughs> what's the percent of the population is uh i think like one percent of the population is psychopathic uh three percent are sociopaths and like another couple percent are something else fucked up so like and that's if you spread that out across the globe, that's, I don't know, like 100 million people are fucking predators on society to society. So it's like, no, you can't you can't do that. Right. So I think I think we're saying the same thing. Um, Just two different ways of saying it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. And because I'm all about like like my my best friend, Puds, who uh, used to be the co-host of the show. Um, he just had his baby and he but he luckily lives behind that wall like we share a wall in our, our we're living like a, a quadplex or whatever so we're really lucky that you know if excuse me i just ate right before i came up too and i'm had a couple of beers and uh so if he needs something hey i'm right here yeah you want me to watch your dogs you want me to come you know hold the baby for a little bit sure no problem you know what i mean and that's just that's a, the sense of community right i've gotten to know my neighbor on that side my neighbors down the way just you know kind of helping each other out especially with COVID too. I was like, because when COVID happened, all my neighbors moved out and then new neighbors came in and I was like, well, shit, I need to get to know these people just in case shit, in case shit, in case shit hits the fan. Right. So even if you may not agree, disagree with your neighbors on anything, and this is for listeners out there too, at least try to get to know a few people in your community that are in a close range, a close distance, or if you need something or they need something from, from you, from you help them out. And, and if you're, I'm not particularly religious, but Hey, love thy neighbor, man. Even if you think they're a fucking dick, love thy neighbor, man, that shit comes back tenfold, man. I mean, you can't, I can't tell you many times, like I've asked my neighbor for something and they've hooked me up and then I do the same for them, you know? And it's just like that mutual relationship, dude, even people I don't know, like across the street, this, this lady, her, her husband had just died. Like, and I had no idea. I've never talked to this lady and me and my uh, me and Puds are sitting outside drinking a beer and we just see her struggling with this. She's changing a tire on her car and she just can't do it. And and we kind of look at her and she looks at us and I was like, do you need some help, ma'am? And she's like, like she just started crying. She's like, oh, my God. Yes. Like I, I would like. And then she told us what had happened. Like her husband died like two weeks ago at this time. And like she was just like so grateful, like change her. She has like two or three kids. And we just, you know, we just, ch- we, we can change a tire easy. No problem. Right. And just, but just that little act of kindness. I know if I ever needed like anything, I could go knock on her door and be like, Hey ma'am, uh, you know, here's what's going on. 
and she would probably help me out. You know what I mean? But that's so the problem like, with people is that they don't want to take that extra time to help people. They just play that not my problem shit. But I always go by the philosophy, man. If you have the means to help somebody and you don't, like, you're just as bad as anybody else, you know? Like, especially if it's not any skin off your teeth, you know? If you, if you can take two seconds to make somebody's whole fucking day, like, just, just do it. Like, moral of the story, don't be an asshole, you know? Yeah. Well, and like another example, I, I live in a smaller community. Um, it's rural, but it's next to a bigger city it, and it's pretty chill, you know, pretty quiet. Um, but like my uh, neighbor's wife's, his, his puds, his, his wife's car died like down the street, just like four or five blocks down the street. And it just stalled out in the middle of the road. And so we go over there and we're like trying to get it moving, like it locked out, like put it in neutral, nothing happened whatever. And but the, it was right in front of this guy's house. And naturally he comes out and he's like, well, what's going on, you know? And because uh, obviously, in, especially in this part of the country, people will come out with a gun. You know what I mean? Like, no questions asked. They'll come out fucking fucking strapped, ready to go. Not necessarily to use it first, but just in case everyone here has a gun. So hey, he that's came why out. you guys barely have any crimes, though, because you don't know who the hell has a gun. Oh, exactly. It's 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 super peaceful here. But he came out and was like, hey, what's because oh, obviously he wants the car that's right in front of his house to be to be moved. And but he wasn't going to be a dick about it. He offered to help and he helped us. He's an old man. Like he's probably retired, you know, and he fucking helped us push the car down the road. I was like, what the hell, dude? And it goes back to that trope of like, you're more likely to if you just like, let's say you're on the highway, right? Like interstate and your car dies and uh, you're just sitting there waiting for someone to stop. No one's going to stop. But if you're pushing your car uh, to get it somewhere. I guarantee you someone's going to hop, stop and help you push your car because it's like they want to see you working to better yourself and then they'll help you. But if you're just waiting for a handout, it's never going to happen. And that's kind of different than what I was talking about. But see, this is this right here is what gives me hope. Like the fact that you and I both understand this concept of like being good people, not being an asshole. Not, I'm not saying we're perfect. I've been an asshole plenty of times. Hey, you just got to keep getting better each day. You know, that's that's the end, end game here. Oh, yeah. 100% dude. I mean at work, oh god. Oh man, if you fuck me if you fuck me over at work, you're done. I'm not helping you ever <laughs> again, dude. It's one of those things. It's like if you want yeah, I can make your life really hard. Trust me, I can. But uh, you know, if you you treat me well and uh we'll, we'll be be on our way, but that's what gives me hope is just I think as much as shit has kind of gotten crazy and people have become assholes even more, I think more people are kind of just whether they're into this kind of stuff or not, they kind of realize like we kind of need to get back to some of the old ways, whatever that means. You know what I mean? We got to, there's something we're missing here, right? I think it takes us to kind of put that shit together because it seems like everybody in this community has kind of been a black sheep. So it's like, we just have the mentality that we all want to be nice to people. So, you know, maybe as podcasters, us as a whole can kind of just inspire another whole community of people. It seems like everybody in this community is all about helping each other out. Like everything else I've tried to do in the past, bro, everybody else just wants to shit on you and put you down. It seems like specifically with podcasters and the podcasting community, everybody's just about boosting each other up. And I mean, that shit, that goes the same with what we're talking right now with all of our listeners and stuff. Like, we're not trying to put nobody down. We're just trying to boost everybody up, make everybody realize they got some good potential within them, you know? Well, for the most part, I mean, there's bad apples in every bunch, right? And, and we sometimes can talk about it takes that. a bad apple having a bad experience to become a good apple because then he can help other bad apples by saying that he's been in that same boat, you know? Right, right. And I like what you said, too, because I'm trying to reach out to other because like we're in a niche right in our in the podcasting world, even just social media worlds in general. We're kind of like in our niche. Right. 
which is great. I love it. Uh, it makes for great memes and great content, but um, I'm trying to reach out to some other communities, right? Uh, so like if, on a Instagram post, I'll put like hashtag podcasters of Instagram and you'd be surprised who sees that shit, right? So, you know, one, this one podcast followed me and uh, they let's just say they were not in our community. Uh, and so they they checked out the show or maybe not the show, but they were just checking out my Instagram. And I was wearing a I posted a picture of me wearing a Let's Go Brandon shirt. And uh, I was just trying. I was bored one day. And so I, I listened to one of their episodes and these guys lost it. They were like, man, I followed this guy on Instagram. He's wearing a Let's Go Brandon shirt. Basically, they didn't say me like call me out by name, but they were saying like I was a racist, white supremacist, all this stuff. And so I, I was like, ooh, I could go one of two ways with this, right? I could either put them on blast and, you know, face it, you know, deal with all that. Let me, let me, and I was like, I, I don't want, I don't want to do that. So let me approach it a different way. And I just messaged him. I commented on him and I was like, because they titled the episode, their podcast episode, Let's Go Branded. And I was like, I, I, so I just commented and I was like, hey guys, next time you, mention me on the show at least say the name of my podcast you know like <laughs> so if you, i can get some traffic you know what i mean and they like responded with like a laughy face or whatever and then uh, i messaged him and i was like you know and and so it, it, it kind of took them a little while to come around like i would go they'd go live on youtube or something i'd go hop in and try to make them laugh in the comments and stuff you know with because they're not into conspiracies at all right and so i would just try to make them laugh and joke and stuff and they were like eventually they were like oh shit yeah you know and then they left me a good review on Apple, like a really positive, like, yeah, man. And so I'm bridging that gap, right? I'm trying to. There's Not just there a dark yet. cloud over our community, and there always kind of has been. That people just oh, assume yeah. that we're one way, but we're actually a totally different way. They think we're all, like you were saying, that crazy dude connecting all the lines and fucking yelling at people and going outside with a tinfoil hat, yelling that we're all going to get murdered and shit. But realistically, bro, we're the podcasters and the people in the conspiracy community seem to always be the most genuine people from what I've seen. Like we're oh, always the ones that are willing to help people out and shit, you know, like you never see a conspiracy podcaster ever putting anybody on blast unless they straight like lied about some kind of story about some kind of encounter or something, you know, and even yeah. then it's like you don't really take that route. You kind of just say like, all right, this was false. Like, you know, we're not an aggressive community. No. Well, like I said, <laughs> there's some bad apples, but uh, regardless, for the most part, yes. But that's any community, right? Any community is going to have their own you know, issues Extremist. and infighting and stuff, you know, and I, I hate the infighting because like, like we've been talking about, we're, we're here to build each other up and, and make some things happen. But, uh, you know, I, I try not to take any sides or anything. I just, you know, I, I'm not going to not have somebody on my podcast because they piss someone else off or whatever. It's like, no fucking, unless you piss me off, then you're not coming on my show. Right. But it's like, in general, I don't, you know, you didn't do nothing to me. We're cool. You know what I mean? That's I think me that's too. Just, I'm always willing to entertain any idea until it's like false, but I'm never going to call somebody out on it. You know, I'd rather sit there and debate back and forth. And, you know, if you can change my mind, like more fucking power to you. But at the end of the day, our decisions are different. Like, you know, I'm not going to hold it against you. Like we can still be friends. <laughs> well, let me ask you this then, Shane. What are some things that you think we might disagree on? Let's get into it a little bit. What are what's something that you're maybe on the fence on or that uh, you think I might be on the fence on? Uh, let's, let's get a little, let's get a little interesting here. Come on. Depends on the topic, I guess. I guess the biggest one in the community is the whole flat earth, hollow earth concept. That's usually uh, one that divides, but at the same time, everybody at the end of the day can kind of go, all right, all right. Okay. Okay. What? So let me, what's, what's your opinion on that? Take a guess. What, what would you expect from, uh, I think, from I think, well, you, you said you, uh, you, you grow cannabis, right? Correct. Um, uh, 
okay so you grow cannabis uh move your head a little let me see your logo okay okay nothing here and there's no flat earth in the logo i see a galaxy there okay so you must believe in space uh you think space is not fake and gay to you um so (laughs) i don't know if you see my finger but this guy right here might give you a little hint oh there's a lizard people okay you're a hollow earth guy 100 percent. yes sir (laughs) oh yeah dude so uh i love hollow earth i think it's one of the most fascinating fascinating uh theories and it's one of those that goes back pretty far right like there's some legit uh researchers writers uh, they just keep finding more buried cities and stuff too like that one that was in turkey that could what like almost a whole city could fit inside of it including like cattle uh different living quarters all that kind of shit like people are doing that back then who knows how how deep that shit goes that's my theory on it and then antarctica on top of that like there's an entrance to Agartha anywhere. It's definitely Antarctica as far as I'm concerned. Cause so what's, what's, the Gar- what's Agartha? What is Agartha? Uh, best way to explain it. It's like a, like a hollow earth city. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I know there's some, there's like Mew and Agartha and another one. I just, and, and you know, I, I'm not the, a big researcher guy. I kind of, my research is listening to other podcasts and, um, you know, looking into things as they come up, but I'm not, man, like, I don't know. You know, one on one. Have you done a show with him yet? Yeah, actually, my first episode was with him, and uh, yeah, he, he's definitely a very deep diver. I called him the king of deep dives the other day, and he was like, "Come on, no, no, no. people, people definitely get way deeper than me." I'm like, "Fine, bro. You get the, you get at least get the title of prince of deep dives." <laughs> yeah, he goes and he goes deep. He spends the time on the research. I'm like, dude, I barely have time to do the podcast, so I'm gonna uh, just I'm gonna just talk to people because I'm that's what I'm good at, right? And uh, you need a mix though, though, because uh, he's good at you know, getting the ideas out for people like us. And then we listen to him. And then our job is to try to make it so that people that, you know, haven't quite been red pilled yet can understand these kind of concepts. So we're kind of like that middleman that makes it so that, you know, normal people can understand what the researchers are saying without getting bored, listening to the whole thing. Not that they're boring at all, but I'm sure somebody that's not in conspiracies, they're not going to sit there and listen to like three hours about you know any any of those kind of topics, especially when it's done in like yeah, and, and I'm, I'm a terrible form. I'm a terrible reader. Like I I just can't. I'm, I'm not that I'm I don't like to read. I'm just extremely slow. Like, I use Speechify. That's my trick. What is that? It's an app where you can take pictures of pages. You can upload links, anything like that, and it reads it out loud for you. Speechify. I'm gonna write that down. There's a free version and a version you pay for, but honestly, dude, that thing's sweet. You can scan pages, you can take uh web links off the internet and it'll read the full page to you. Uh you can upload PDFs and it'll read it to you. Like that that's my way to go because most of my research gets done while I'm at work through my headphones doing other shit. And then when I get home, I got the family and the podcast to take care of. So you gotta yeah. find my means somewhere. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh I that's you know, I listen to podcasts and audiobooks and stuff at work, but um a lot of this research, you know, I I I, I love it. I, I I'm interested in it, but I just am not a, I did too many fucking bullshit research papers and shit in high school and college. It's like, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Like the re- you can research any two sides of the same topic and come up with just the same amount of information. You know what I mean? So, um, but That's I, why we make a good bridge though. We're like the bridge for normal people where like Juan's type of podcast, I'd say is like a, like a podcast for conspiracy podcasters them not for oh, like that's the average listener. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh and he, like he goes deep. I, I love one. I love what he does. Um and I just I, thank God he's there because I can't I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Uh I'm more like I said, I'm more fun, like I'm more talk I, I like to talk to people, get to know them a little bit. 
Um, and then, you know, have some fun, like the beer reviews. Those are always a good time because I've gotten people from like the craft beer community who started listening to my show because they saw a beer review and they're like, oh, and then you hear that. Oh, they're kind of into conspiracies a little bit, too. Or they what they ask questions like, well, what's this? Because we'll in the beer review, we'll be talking about crazy shit or whatever. And they'll be like, well, what is that? And I'll be like, well, listen to this episode or, or do this or do that. And so. That's the start, though. You got to start giving a little bit of a red pill. Like uh, Ron from Wicked Planet said he was thinking about starting up a thing where he does YouTube videos where he's cooking, but he talks yeah, about conspiracies we, while he's cooking. I'm like, we've bro, talked that about perfect. that. Yeah. Conspiracy cooking. Yeah. Because uh, I, I love to cook. I love to. I, I'm the cook at the house. I do barbecue, just what, whatever it is. I love to do it. And I, I told Juan or uh, not Juan, Ron, <laughs> that'd be a great idea. And I think you should do it. And then, you know, uh, tonight we're going to prepare so-and-so dish and here's the recipe. But while we're cooking, you know, be like, so yeah, you know, you know, you add a little bit of garlic, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. You got to name the dishes after a conspiracy. It'll be perfect. Yeah, Call it JFK was an chicken job. <laughs> yeah. MK, MK ultra chicken, you know, just things like that. And dude, I think that'd be fantastic because that's, br- that's bridging that gap. Right. But it's also fun. I think as a community, something that we, we struggle with, and I think it's mostly because we don't have the means, right? Mo- like you said, most of us are just normal guys. We got jobs, families, everything to take care of. And so we don't necessarily have the means to do this high level productions and things like that. Because I'm sure we all have great ideas. But I, I think I was talking like Andy. Can you imagine me. the content if all of us started being able to do this full time? Like none oh, of it. Yeah. No, no, yeah. none of us want to do this for the money. Like we would all just have the most prestigious, you know, create creator content that anybody's ever seen. And well, we yeah, could just spend like- all day doing this shit cartoons comic books i mean uh skit shows tv i mean i i've talked to andy about this and he's like dude i, I like because i went to school for for acting and, and theater and stuff and it's like well dude we we all have these skills in some form whether it's graphic design or whatever like if we had a production company somehow and we could come together and actually had the 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 means to we could create culture not just um not just like our individual content and our podcast but like we could create shows like uh, i i talked to uh rained out rancast he had this great idea for this like kind of like stoner-esque like uh you know rick and morty style kind of like cartoon show i'm like fuck yeah dude like if we if we could do this yes we have the ideas we can come up with ideas all day but man it's it takes a lot to actually implement these things but if we could create culture behind this stuff um i think we our movement would be much bigger we could get a lot more people involved because most people are kind of interested about something right some sort of topic like they a lot of people that are it older takes one to get them in and then you can start you know black exactly. better term like, red pilling them all it takes is one fishy thing and then you start going all right so you believe in that what about this one and you just keep bridging exactly. like farther in. is a good one to get like older people in like most older people even at, at the time we're like something fishy about that one yeah, and was then, there three like, shooters was there one shooter was he up in the grass was he up in the window like nobody right. shit just the dude's head exploded and that was the end of it right so <laughs> i think i think there is uh that that's something we not just create cool content and 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 podcasts and and great conversations which is i love it it's great but somehow if we can create culture you know i don't have tim pool money i can't do all and we're not in a position to be able to make that kind of money on like youtube or you know the traditional means and platforms because they don't want us there right and yeah, rock places like rockfin <laughs> and rockfin's great but no one really is making money on it enough to like make a a big a big splash you know a few people are which is great i'm happy for them i'd love to be on rockfin mainly start somewhere though mainly to uh just not deal with the censorship that's really what my big 
thing with Rockfin is. I think it's great for that. But yeah, man. And like, just like with YouTube, it started out as yeah, a silly place for, you know, Charlie bit my finger and, and cat videos and things, but uh, things grow over time. And I think we just got to get in. I think this as, you know, as much as there's been podcasts like Joe Rogan, Sam Tripoli's podcast, uh, Grimerica, as much as those guys have been like laying the groundwork, we're still in at the beginning. This is still the found. We're right now we're building the foundation for something. If we're still around <laughs> for, for things to come to fruition, right? If shit doesn't hit the fan, I think we're still on the ground floor for this kind of stuff, dude. Oh yeah. Especially with COVID dude, that was like the takeoff. That's why I don't know about you, but like, it was almost like a call to arms for me where it was like, I usually did these things called chain rants that everybody called and joked about at work. And some people just started listening. So I was like, shit, man, maybe, maybe I got a way of convincing. So, you know, this was like the last front for freedom of speech, which I'm a huge advocate of. So, you know, we got to hop on this shit. This is our last front for the ability to say what we want to say. Like even comedians, bro, they're getting fucking slapped and punched in the face now. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. And people don't even see like the air to the shit that it's like we were saying earlier. It's all, it's all just a, just a way to take away freedom of speech because they're trying to make it so that you can't say anything against anybody. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get arrested for that shit or get, you know, all your content taken down, whatever it is, start somewhere. And then it starts building up bigger and bigger. And the more people that agree with it, you know, the easier it is for them to attack everybody like Joe Rogan, bro. Everybody was on that shit. Even like these, uh, who is it? Neil Young, who mm -hmm. his whole thing was using the sixties and he was all about freedom, all that shit. Like he doesn't see the bigger picture that he destroyed his message that he produced in the sixties by doing what he did with Joe Rogan, because he was essentially saying, take away his freedom of speech. And he thought that he was doing something for a good cause. And most of these people were, but not, they weren't realizing what they were doing. It's like, it doesn't matter if you don't fucking agree. You start there. And then, you know, something that you say that the other side doesn't agree with. Now you get censored. Now, how are you going to fucking feel? You know? Well, it's like that old, uh, that old saying, I think from the, the concentration camps or whatever, it's like they went for this group and I didn't do anything. And then, but I, but it, because it wasn't me, I, I didn't worry about it. And then they went for this group and no one did anything. And then, but it's like, what you're saying is like, eventually, no matter what side of the, of the, of the spectrum or whatever you're on, eventually it's going to come for you. And by then it's too late. There's nothing you can do about it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Hey man, um, I've, uh, kept you a, a little long, um, and, uh, I mean, I could talk to you for hours, um, but I know you got shit to do and, uh, it's, uh, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a early, early go to sleep kind of guy. And, um, but dude, we, we got to do this again. We got to get you on, uh, some group shows, some more group shows. And, um, I I'll add you to this group chat that we're in, um, on Instagram and, uh, but yeah, dude, I, I love talking to you, man. And I, I hate to cut it short, but, um, Daddy's got to go to work. Daddy's sleepy. Yeah. When my voice starts going like, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, it's time. It's time. But uh, I think that was a good place to end it, man. So um, any final messages of, of hopefully hope <laughs> or uh, positivity that you can lay out there for the people? Cause I still want to talk to you about your, uh, your business, dude. Cause I got some stories that would blow your mind when it comes to that stuff. So we, we got to do this again, but final messages here for the people. I guess the moral of the story is don't be a piece of shit and care for your neighbors, man. Cause in the end, if everything goes down and shit hits the fan, the only people you're going to have is your community that's close and around you. So take care of them and they'll take care of you. Excellent, dude. I love that. I think that's an episode title right there. Don't be a piece of shit and love thy neighbor. Exactly. <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. I'm writing that down. 
Love thy neighbor. That's See, great. I got to throw in the call tags here now. I ended up making a, a link tree now. So, you know, I'm hopping on that shit. So I don't got to sit at the end of the show and drop fucking 40 links. So that's definitely a plus. Oh, yeah. Well, um, send me your link tree. I'll send you my link tree. Um, that way we have it. And then uh, we'll kind of coordinate on when this is going to go out. And uh, yeah, dude, I, I mean, I, I think you have a, a great thing going here. I think uh, a lot of people are going to enjoy your show. Um, I know me, I run out of podcasts to listen to sometimes. So it's great when new shows come up that are, that are good and, uh, doing the Lord's work and, uh, just, just kicking ass out there. So, um, I appreciate always find a good mix with me. I've always been kind of a Jack of trades. So I want my show to show that accordingly that every episode, you know, will have a wide range of topics. Cause I like to talk about a lot of different shit. And then as far as like me as a person goes, I'm definitely a philosophy type person. So on episodes like that, you'll hear me talking a lot. And if there's shit that I don't know about, I'm also the type of person that questions the fuck out of everybody. So on the interview ones like that, you'll hear me questioning it a lot. So at least as far as my show goes, you'll have a pretty, pretty nice range of variety on here. Well, I love it, dude. Um, I'm, I'm basically, uh, you know, handy, mentally handicapped when it comes to like breaking stuff down. Um, but I can manage, you know, I, I don't give myself enough credit, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think I, like you said, a jack of all trades. I mean, I literally am a jack of all trades, both in like the, the physical work that I do. And then also the, the things I know, I know a little bit about a lot of things and I can, I can talk to anybody about anything. And so, um, that's me too. I, they always called I, me a plethora of useless knowledge around work and shit. <laughs> everybody will say something. I'll pop up like, Hey, did you know <laughs> that the mantis or the, what is it? The, um, What's that? What's that crazy shrimp at the bottom of the ocean? The mantis, mantis shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. Say, dude. Did you know that they have the most complicated eyes in the animal kingdom? Just like weird shit, bro. Somebody will drop something. And I'll pop up behind them and be, be like, "Did you know that bees can see ultraviolet light?" And then I'll walk away. <laughs> oh, it's like when I see someone wearing a NASA shirt. I'm like, "Did you know that it was started by Nazis?" And they're like, "What?" So you got you got to hit them softly, right? You gotta you gotta just nudge. You can't just hit them with like Nazi Nazis and NASA. You gotta. There's ways to approach it, and I'm learning that as well. So. Um, but man, your, uh, your show, I think you have a lot of potential. I think you're going to see great things coming up in the future. You, you're just starting out. I'm super happy for you, dude. If I was in a position that you're in when I first started, uh, I'd be much better off. Uh, I think you're doing great things. Cause when I got into this, I was like, you know, balls to the wall, no idea what I'm doing. And, uh, you seem like you got some shit. You already got a logo and you're, you're doing great stuff. It's all dude. about I'm, the community, dude. Before we go, I want to hear a funny story. I started all yeah. this shit about three weeks ago, believe it or not, because I messaged Mark from my family thinks I'm crazy because I was always my personal favorite and uh, pretty much was like, hey, dude, I want to learn how to start podcasting. Would you be interested in having me on as like a co-host on the show just so I can get some experience? And then he pretty much hit me with, uh, hey, I'm going to have you on as a guest on my show in a couple of weeks. And I was like, all right, let's get the ball rolling. So within that time, dude, I dropped three episodes and then his thing came out. I got the logo put together like I had radio experience in high school, but like just to show what people can do if they're interested in starting these podcasts. Like I got to where I'm at in three weeks and the people in the community have been so fucking helpful. Like Joe from legit bad's been texting me back and forth. That's my dad. Joe's my dad. <laughs> and then you got the pod father with Ron. Yeah. 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 Joe's my, my dad and, and Ron's my grandpa. So, uh, that's just how it goes, man. I mean, literally like Joe is literally my dad. So, um, See, that know, just shows that community, dude. Say, Everybody's here just to boost yeah. everybody up, man. Nobody's trying to take a shit on nobody. And if, uh, you know, you talk to the right people, you'll be surprised at the responses you get. Like, even fucking Juan being on my second episode, like, can't believe I pulled that one off. And then Benjamin Balderson being on my third, like, 
definitely lucked out so far. So I keep telling my girl, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Yeah, dude. I still feel uh, weird calling myself a podcaster at this point, but. Yeah, well, and then, then you're going downhill having the, the big dumb podcast on your fourth or fifth episode. So uh, sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, Hey, man, uh, I thoroughly enjoy your show. So as far as I'm concerned, this conversation was always worth it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And yeah, that's a big thing for me is just um, I, I get nervous talking to people who I perceive as above me. Right. Which I think is a silly conception anyway. But I'm always like, uh, you know, they're but the worst they can say is no. And that's something I, I still struggle with to this day is uh, asking people to come on the show. So uh, you clearly are uh, have no problems with it. You're hitting the ball rolling. So uh, I will uh, try to learn a bit from from your attitude and your approach and keep chugging on, dude. That's what we're here to do. So um, everybody, one more time, uh, plug your show, man, and I'll do the same for your audience. Inquiries of our reality with Shane Jones. And of course, I'm Shane Jones. If you want to find me on the internet, you can just go to my link tree, which would be, uh, you know, link tree and then inquiries of our reality podcast. But that'll be down in the description bar if anybody's interested in coming and checking me out personally. Cool, man. And then uh, for all your listeners, uh, I'm Kyle with the Big Dumb Podcast. Uh, just me right now. I'm working on some co-host action. Hopefully soon. I'm kind of auditioning a couple of guys and just kind of seeing what happens. See, you got to find the right fit. You know what I mean? So working on that. Uh, but yeah, you can check me out. I'll have a link tree in the description as well. Uh, you can uh, all podcast platforms and uh, all media United as well. If that's where, where you find your podcast, check it out. All media United. I am also on there now too. I just got added to that last night. Lucked out with Mark. Nice. I did the interview with him and he was like, welcome to all media United. So that's another one that I'm surprised I pulled off that fast. It's a group <laughs> of heavy hitters, man. It's a group of heavy hitters. So it's, a, it's great to be a part of. So, well, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, Shane, don't leave. And uh, everybody, Y'all have a great, great night. If anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic question for the show, or has anything they feel they can contribute to the show, please send me an email at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. If you'd like to donate to the show so I can eventually do this as a full-time thing, please check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash inquiriesofourrealitypodcast. And of course, follow me on social media for updates on the show. For Instagram, it's going to be www.instagram.com slash inquiries of our reality. And for Facebook, it's going to be www.facebook.com slash inquiries of our reality podcast.